Hey, I'm Zara J, relationship coach, author, and creator of the Passion Attraction Prototypes. And on this podcast, I teach high achieving women like you how to break relationship patterns and create a match game plan so you can quickly identify and attract a compatible partner for commitment in less time using my six step formula, the Captivating Courtship Code. Every week, I bring you lessons, reflections, and love-changing tips that have been proven to help my clients meet their partners and transform their love lives quickly. You're getting the inside scoop from my years of owning a matchmaking service and as an expert relationship coach that will take you from a wounded princess to a captivating queen of courtship. So if you're ready to ditch trying to get him to commit, which are just anxiety creating relationship tactics, and instead learn authentic yet intentional proven relationship attraction techniques so you can finally have the partnership you desire, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Courtship Code Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Courtship Code Podcast. I hope that you are having a wonderful new year. This is going to be the first podcast of 2024. Wow, what a big deal. And if you've been listening to the podcast for some time, I want to thank you so much for being a part of the Captivating Courtship Co. community and for sharing this podcast and tuning in and always providing feedback and letting me know what you want to hear, what you like, all of those good things. So if you haven't left a review for the podcast, please uh, make sure that you drop a review on your iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to reviews. I really want to start pushing that a little bit more this year whether you decide to become a member of the Captivating Courtship Code or if you just want to be a part of the podcast community, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that you guys leave a review. Let's help to spread this podcast. Let's help to support other women through just encouraging and letting them know that this is a podcast that you enjoy and it's worth listening to. Reviews go a long way. It does a lot for the podcast. And it hasn't been an area that I've really push too much. It's not something that I've really uh, shouted out and told you guys like, hey, leave some reviews. But reviews go a long way and they help boost the podcast. They help spread the word. And it is a way for you to just show some love back for the free content that's put out every single week so that I continue to do it, continue to share with you and help you even through this weekly podcast. So I am very happy right now. We are preparing for the upcoming Captivating Weekend this March, which is a three-day virtual event that I host for Captivating Courtship Code coaching clients. Um, That's a part of the 12-month coaching community. We have several Captivating Weekend events throughout the year, three-day weekends. And I started this last summer in 2023. And the first one was like a test one, like, let's see how it goes. And then the second one, it went really well. And so then we held the second one in November and that one was even better. So I'm looking forward to the one in uh, March that's coming up because the one in March is going to be even better. It's going to be better. Each one will continue to get better. Each one will continue to get bigger because um, I always learn what, can create an even better experience for the ladies. And so for the upcoming one, initially I was going to focus it primarily on relationship patterns and healing, but we're also going to have a lot of other stuff involved with it too, to help you to 
heal your patterns to really create and embody captivating queen energy and captivating life and then do a deeper dive on the courtship process and this is going to be the perfect catalyst to your spring and summer relationship coming out of cuffing season so very excited for that so you can enroll in ccc in the captivating courtship code coaching community um, become a coaching client anytime between now and i believe the date is march 8th don't quote me on that but somewhere around there and it was right before ramadan but anytime between now and then you become a member of the coaching community become a coaching client and you'll have free access to the virtual event and you can join from anywhere in the world now we now have two tiers of service which is just a community member and then you have a coaching member so those are two different tiers so make sure when you book a consultation and when you reach out and you're inquiring about coaching that if you're not clear on the difference between the coaching community and um becoming a coaching client and just becoming a community member that you ask those questions so that we can create the best enrollment plan for you and help you to transform your patterns and create your captivating life and attract commitment. So super excited for that. Now me personally, what's been going on for me, man, for the last, it's been about a week and a half, two weeks. I have been intensely focused on my captivating life. And that has felt really, really good and empowering because I felt like I was in a bit of a slump for one we relocated from Atlanta back up north to the Philadelphia area, which was a big move, a big transition, both mentally, emotionally, physically, financially. It's just a lot going on in about a two-month time span, maybe about three months because we started the transition in September. So between September to December, oh, it was exhausting between packing, looking for places, moving, you know, just getting everyone situated and adjusted. So many changes in the schedule, um, getting back into the rhythm with friends and family. Cause you know, I'm from the Philadelphia area. I'm from Philadelphia. I'm, I'm from Philadelphia and the surrounding suburban areas, whatever. Like I'm from Philadelphia. I'm from Philly. Okay. <laughs> but Philly girl. But I have spent almost the last decade in the South uh, between Jacksonville and Atlanta. So being away for that long, you, 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 I I don't say, I wouldn't say I lost touch with relationships because we have phone, we have video, we have text, we have all forms of communication, which I use, but being able to really, uh, value and embrace and create routines with those new relationships you know um family and friends who have children um that we didn't get to spend as much time around because over the years we've been away most of the year some of the years we we didn't come back up north at all so um being able to get reacquainted and rebuild those relationships has felt really really amazing and it was also very overwhelming to the nervous system between the move and a lot of changes, making changes to the business, realizing that there are some changes to be making a business, um, not feeling very good with myself, just feeling heavy, feeling weighed down. And I'm very conscious of making sure that I don't fall into a depressed state when I see myself picking up certain patterns, like my eating is off. I'm not being very physically active. I'm being very mentally distracted. Just like my mood is off when I'm, I pay very close attention to that because I know that that's like the start 
of maybe um, a high functioning depression or just overwhelmed burnout. And I hate that feeling. I hate feeling burnt out. Like that is not a good space to be in. And when I start to feel that, I really try to take a hold of it. But for this time around, what I did was I had to get reacquainted with myself and do some deep diving and redesign and start getting back into the space of rebuilding my captivating life and rebuilding my captivating life in this area, right? Back up north, which is a very different atmosphere. It's different weather. It's actually not too bad. It hasn't been too cold. I went for a walk this morning at like seven o'clock, about 7.15 this morning. It wasn't too bad outside, surprisingly, but um, it's been a lot. It's been a lot and very overwhelming while also having to serve and show up for clients and coaching and holding space for others. And sometimes you're feeling overwhelmed and burnt out and exhausted from all the things going on in your personal life. Having to show up and hold space for others can feel exhausting. It can feel a little bit overwhelming at times, but I managed to do it. I did it. And for the past few weeks, I've been really, really focused on my captivating life, on my inner work and recentering me. And that has felt amazing. Like right now, the amount of mental clarity that I'm feeling just right now as I'm recording this episode is like just something I haven't felt in a very, very long time. So what have I been doing? Just to give you a little bit of insight, and I'll continue to talk about this as I'm on a 90-day transformation journey. I'm very excited about. So um, this is something that I am paying very close attention to so that I can aid others in this whenever they need help making major transformations. But um, I've been, one, doing inner work. So shadow work, um, healing work, meditation, of course, prayer. Um, I have been really diving deep into what's weighing me down in all areas of my life, health, wealth, and relationships, um, you know, in business, really getting clear on what beliefs I have. Why do I feel so heavy? What things are going on? Why I was struggling with a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiety. I would say from October through November for like two months, two, two and a half months, I would say until like early December, first couple of weeks in December, the amount of anxiety and stress that I was feeling is like insane, insane, just not myself at all. And so that was like a wake up call to me that like something was off. And it was really just me feeling overwhelmed with life. And I had to get back to myself. So for the past two weeks, about two weeks now, um, the first thing I did was I came off of social media. I came off of social media. Now you may still see me post. Of course, I'm a post in the Facebook community or CCC. Um, I still will post in LinkedIn. Haven't really been posting on Instagram. Um, and, and that's for another reason. If you follow on Instagram, I'm going to try to be more active over there, but I'm right now really focusing on LinkedIn, on the podcast, on sending out more emails, creating a lot of great content, uh, working on blogging for 2024. I'm not as focused on Instagram right now, only because I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I want to do with Instagram when it comes to captivating courtship. It's a beast over there. It's, it's a lot going on. It can be very distracting. And 
I just didn't want to get lost in the sauce and I want to be very intentional with how I show up online and how I'm building captivating courtship. So I had to take a break from Instagram, but even on, on a personal note, as far as social media, I uninstalled Instagram from my phone. So anytime I get on social media, even LinkedIn, anything, it's from the computer. It's not from my phone anymore. Um, and I needed to do that to take a break because one, I realized how much time I was spending scrolling. And I know for a fact that scrolling makes me feel very anxious. It causes me to overthink. It causes me to go down a rabbit hole. And I just don't like how that feels. And I don't like feeling in control of my time, feeling in control of my mind because it's being clogged with so much messaging. So I uninstalled um, the social media apps from my phone. And for the first few days, my thumb was like automatically going to the apps, just like on default, which was really uncomfortable for me to witness and to experience. Like the apps are no longer there, but my thumb is just automatically going there, automatically going there. And it felt really uncomfortable. So it took about two or three days for my mind to fully adjust that like this was not an option. And then I would say about like day four or five, it was just not even an issue. And now I'm about on week two. It feels much longer than two weeks, but it's been about week two now. And it's felt amazing. Like I no longer really think about it. I did post once on my personal Instagram page um, just because I went to a friend's gathering and I was just looking cute with my Eagles hat. So I posted that. But other than that, I haven't been posting, haven't been engaging. I do want to make sure that I get on there to check my DMs. So if you send me a DM or if you have a question, I am going to try to um, be at least once a day, check my DMs. And I, I may try to at least show up in stories over the next 90 days. But I've been enjoying a social media break. It's amazing how much time we give to social media without realizing it. Now, I will say, I'm not going to pretend like I've just been the most productive hack over here. (laughs) No, because I have replaced some of that time with YouTube. But it's very different for me because when I'm on YouTube, I'm intentionally seeking information to grow. I'm looking up stuff about mindset. I'm looking up stuff about diet and health. I'm looking up stuff about business. I'm looking up stuff about, you know, just personal development and um, makeup tutorials, self-care. Like I'm more in a mindset and a space of really cultivating uh, content that is going to make me better. And it's more in alignment with my captivating life. So it's very different with me being on YouTube, spending more time with podcasts. And so that has been really good. Another thing that I've been really, really focused on for the past few weeks is my self-care routine. Creating a new self-care routine, figuring out what that is, what it needs to look like, what feels good, or what's working for me, what's not. And the first thing that I did was get back on my skincare routine. I used to be so adamant about a healthy skincare routine, my morning routine and my night routine. And I would say for the past year, definitely for the past year, I have drastically fallen off my nighttime routine. But now being back up north in this cold weather, my skin was getting dry. And you know, I'm getting older. I'm getting a little older. Okay. The girl's about to be 38. And so underneath my eyes, I was, my skin was getting really, really dry. 
I was like, oh no, we're not doing this. Like dry skin, um, you know, I gained some weight over the years. Like, girl, like what is going on? So we got to get back to you. So for the past few weeks, I've been really, really focused on getting back on my skincare routine. So I ordered some of my favorite products. Uh, my personal favorite products are could be purchased right at Target, uh, the Notorium brand. I love that brand. I use their cleanser, their moisturizer, um, their serums. I just, I really love that brand. I think it's a great quality brand. My skin is always very soft and very moisturized with them. It's a little bit, a little more on a pricier side, depending on what you're used to spending on skincare products. I would say you're going to spend anywhere between 20 to $30 per product. I would say on, on average, but I love the products. They last for me for months. Like I usually get good use out of them. And I just started getting back on my skincare routine. So weekly facials, um, you know, twice a day doing my skincare routine with my layering different products and just being really intentional about that, being very intentional about hydration. I'm usually really big on hydration. I drink a lot of water, but for the past few months I have fallen off with that. And I know how that affects me mentally and just like physically when I'm not well hydrated. So focusing back on my hydration focusing back on my skincare routine, um, getting back into makeup. Like I'm a makeup girl. I love makeup. I do. And, um, even though I always wear makeup when I go out, I don't always create like a regular, just like everyday, very simple makeup routine. So I've been experimenting with that. Just something that's very easy, very light, very pretty, very soft. That's just an easy, quick go-to so that even when I'm running out the door, I'm going to tell you why this became a problem. I'm trying to clean up my health. I'm trying to eat better. I've been eating pescatarian. Uh, I'm not going to say non-dairy, but very low dairy, low carb for the past few weeks. And I was on my way to Wegmans to go get um, some coffee. I've been drinking the Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee, which I absolutely love. You can get it at Wegmans. You can get it at Sprouts. I'm sure you can get it online. Um, but I, I love this coffee so much. It's mushroom coffee. It wakes you up and gives you energy, but it's not like a very jittery energy. And I think that the cleaner you eat, and if you use like a non-dairy creamer, you go, and I use a non-dairy creamer and I use monk fruit sweetener in it. So I try to keep it as clean as possible. It's probably better if you just drink it straight, but I'm not drinking it black. Um, but I love the coffee very much. I've tried different types of the mushroom coffee, the formatic mushrooms coffee. They have different types of them. but I like the think one the best so far. So I've been like stuck on that coffee. I was on my way to Wegmans to go get the coffee. And I wanted to get something to eat. And I saw Bonefish Grill, right? Nothing fancy, but I like Bonefish. I've been eating pescatarian. I was like, ooh, like I would like to go to Bonefish. But I wasn't dressed to go to Bonefish because I really just like ran out the door to go grab something quick. I looked rather bummy, like unacceptable. It was just... Wasn't a good look, <laughs> so, especially not for Wegmans. <laughs> it wasn't a good look. And um, I wasn't dressed to go get something to eat, to like go sit down, whether I sat down just like at a solo table, the bar area, doesn't really matter. I just wanted to grab something to eat um, by myself. And I wasn't dressed for that. And so I ended up at McDonald's getting a fish filet in the middle. And I like fish filets. I actually got a double fish filet. I like fish filets, but... The point is I'm trying to clean up my eating. And so making random stops at McDonald's, although once a week or once a month, it's not problematic. 
It's the fact that it wasn't an intentional food choice because I was not intentional about how I presented myself to the world. And if I was more intentional, then I would have actually stopped inside a bonefish, taken, you know, an hour or so of time to myself, enjoyed a nice sit down dinner, sit down lunch and had a good day and had better quality food. And so it's little changes like that to pay attention to when you're talking about living your captivating life and, and really like being the woman that you want to be is little changes like that that make a big difference because had I been dressed, had I like looked good, had like a nice little look for the day, then I would have went in and sat down and been very intentional about that. I said I ended up at McDonald's because I didn't want to get out the car, okay? So <laughs> that's not what we're going to do because that's how we rack up calories. That's how we create bad eating habits and that's how we get away from our fitness goals. So creating new habits compounding habits that actually be beneficial so once I realized that and I was like okay girl this is the last time so new rule number one we're not doing fast food we're not doing fast food and if we do do fast food it has to be like very special occasion because I do like my fish fillets with my french fries but <laughs> it has to be special occasion it, it doesn't need to be just like so on the whim in that type of way because of the fact that you're not dressed and ready to go out into the world. We can't do that. Number two, if we're going to eat out, we need to be making the time to eat out at sit-down restaurants. That makes a big difference in different ways. One, if you have a rule of thumb that I'm only eating out if I'm sitting down, then that means that you're not going to be going through drive throughs left and right, which means you're going to save money. Uh, which means that you're going to make healthier and better choices. You're going to make more intentional choices. And that when you do decide that you want to break or you want to go get something to eat or you want to treat yourself or maybe just want to, you know, you don't feel like cooking, whatever the reason, that you're going to create an experience in an environment that feels good. So yes, maybe you could have stopped at Chick-fil-A three times in a week and spent maybe 30 or $40, or you can take that 30 or 40 dollars and maybe treat yourself to a nice sit down dinner once or twice a week depending on where you're eating you might be able to get you a nice little quick lunch meal and I'm a water drinker so I don't drink soda or anything but you know get a nice little meal soda maybe 20 25 dollars I'd rather do that once or twice a week than go and eat fast food several days a week you know what I'm saying so it's just it's just the little changes so been focused on my captivating life, focus on paying attention to little habits off of social media, back on my fitness. Um, I've been making sure to be physically active every day. That's been amazing and really good to just get back into that rhythm. I was really, really diligent about this the first half of the, well, I will say during the summer. I was really diligent about being physically active every single day. Um, if not walking three miles a day, then a workout every day. But I was very intentional about that. And that felt really good. And I fell off with that during the move and the transition. So I've been back on that every single day, um, getting at least two miles in a day in a workout or getting between two to four miles in a day. And that has felt amazing, especially waking up first thing in the morning um just putting on my sneakers and going for a quick 20 minute walk which is about a mile getting that out the way first thing in the morning fresh air fresh sunlight on my skin before I even start the day you're talking about before 8 a.m I'm already did a mile 
that is a good way to start the day and just get some fresh air, get your circadian rhythm in check because sometimes I can stay up all night having a hard time sleeping because my, my sleep patterns, my rhythm is off. So building up that habit as like the first starting my day with sunlight and movement and just fresh air and getting myself just like my body going and then coming back, starting my day, doing some work, getting a workout in, getting dressed, showered, all of those things, and then later wrapping up the day with a walk as well. So it's a lot of intentional movement, but it's all good and it's for a good reason. And it's been working. It's been making me feel amazing. It's been super helpful with helping me to just feel good, just feel good about myself, be more intentional about, you know, the effort I've gotten really spoiled with COVID and just being inside. So it's forcing me to be out more, it's forcing me to be more active. And it's just, it's, it's worked. It's been working for my mental health, for my emotional, my spiritual, just all different types of ways. So I encourage you to get on this 90 day transformation journey with me, whatever works for you, whatever you need to fit your lifestyle, whatever will make you feel like you're having your captivating life. But that's just some encouragement. So I'm going to continue to update you all on that um, over the next 90 days as I've been working through this. But so far, I'm on week two and it has felt really good. And um, I'm looking forward to see how I feel in the next two weeks. So keep you updated. So today we are talking about don't try to change the man and to do this instead. So what are we talking about? What are you going to do instead? So I'm going to tell you a, a really quick story that was a conversation between myself and my grandmother years ago. I would say I was probably in my late teens, early 20s. I would say maybe around 2021, maybe. Night between 19 and 21, I would say. But I was in my, my early 20s and I was sitting across the table uh, from my grandmother, my lovely, lovely grandmother, my mom Harris, who I absolutely love, adore, and miss because she was like my Claire Huxtable growing up. She was just my everything as far. Both of my grandmothers were just just amazing women when it came to their feminine energy and their feminine hobbies. Like, you know, they knew how to sew. They were into like their perfume and their clothes and their makeup and their hair and their nails and make sure their home was kept nice. And they they gave me a lot of lessons in that as a young woman, you know, how to carry yourself, how to present yourself, um, how to treat other people around you, how to treat your relationships. Uh, they had long-standing friendships. They had long-standing relationships with other women and other couples. Um, they were just really, really classy, beautiful women. And I really value having that type of representation, those type of women in my life. But this specific story is about my mom, Harris, my dad's mom, who she and my grandfather, they were married for really about 65 years. Um, they were married till death, basically. They got married in their 20s and they were married till death. And this was the longest standing marriage that I've known. I don't know if you've known any marriages that have lasted, you know, 65 years. But if you have, that's amazing. Hold on to those. And if you they're still alive, ask them for wisdom, ask them for guidance on 
what has worked for them, what has kept them together. If you don't, then I hope that this nugget or any nuggets that I share from my grandparents will be able to help you. And they didn't give a lot of relationship advice. A lot of it was from observing them that I've learned. But there were certain nuggets and certain things that they or my parents um, gave that really made quite a difference. And this one particular day, I don't know what sparked the conversation. I don't really know how we got on the topic. But I remember I was sitting at my grandmother's kitchen table um at this time they were actually living with my my parents had like a it was like a duplex but not a duplex but they changed the basement to an in-law suite so it had its own kitchen like it was like a two-bedroom apartment but they uh my grandparents were living there because my grandfather had had a stroke and so he they needed to sell they needed to move out of their house and move in with my parents to have more help and to all be on one floor. So they, I was in their in-law suite and um, I was sitting at the table across from my grandmother and we were talking about, I don't know what we were talking about, but the point is, <laughs> she said to me, she said, um, do you know why your grandfather and I lasted for 64 years? At this time, they were together for about 64 years. And I said, just why like I I was just like no but I was curious like I I never really thought about what why they lasted and what was her perspective on why they lasted I just knew they had a good relationship like I loved my grandparents relationship they were so different in so many ways my grandfather was like very much like a country like is that country considered like an outdoorsy like wilderness types of guy (laughs) like he loved gardening he loved fishing he loved um you know anything having to do with being out in nature he's very into that and my grandmother was a showman okay my grandmother she loved big lights big fashion big money fur coats like pearls jewelry like just everything she was a diva okay like she loved it all she loved the glam she was very much into like big city life, high class, fine dining. Like that was my girl. Like she would take me up to NYC to go see plays. Like she loved the Broadway show. She loved the fashion show. She was going to be front row. Okay. But that was my grandmother. She was all about the glitz and the glam. And my grandfather was the total opposite. He was small town from Flint, Michigan. He loved the outdoors. He loved nature. You know, he would dress up to please her. She, I'm sure she picked out, I know she picked out his outfits, but you know, they were very, very opposite when it came to their hobbies and their interests and their personalities and what made them happy. And so when she said to me, do you know why your grandfather and I lasted? I was just very curious. So I'm like, why? What, you know, what worked? (laughs) And so she said to me, you know, in a very calm and just like sweet manner. She said, because your grandfather never tried to change me. And I sat with that for a moment before she continued, but that was not the answer that I was expecting. And she said, you know, I never tried to change him and he never tried to change me. He likes, you know, fishing and camping and gardening and all that outdoor stuff. And I can't stand that type of stuff. And she told me a story about how in their early years of dating, when they first met, um, he asked her to go fishing with her. And 
of fishing with him and they were walking through the woods to get to the lake. She said they were going up this hill and they were about halfway up the hill and she just stopped and just started laughing out loud. And so my grandfather turned around and he's like, what's wrong? What's going on? And some, did something happen? And she said, I just think you have to be some type of fool to find this as fun. <laughs> and that was her personality, but that was her. She wasn't into those types of things. And so when she said that he never tried to change me, she said, you know, and I never tried to change him. He liked his fishing. He liked his camping. He liked his outdoors fun and gardening and those things. And, you know, I like going to New York. I like fashion shows. I like, you know, just like big city life. But your grandfather never tried to change me. He never tried to stop me from being who I am. He never told me that I was wrong for being who I am. And she said, you know, I watched a lot of my friends' marriages over the years and I watch a lot of marriages fail. And part of the problem is that they tried to change each other. Either they tried to change their husbands or their husbands tried to change them, but your grandfather never tried to change me. He let me be who I am. And that was really, really beautiful advice. Really beautiful advice. But I don't think at the time, in my early 20s, that I really understood the value or the wisdom in that advice. But the fact is that that one nugget of advice was a piece of advice that I wish that I knew and I understood when it came to my relationships way sooner. I wish that I got it. I wish that that piece of wisdom really, really sat with me, but it's okay because even decades later, it's still a nugget that I hold on to. And it took a long time for it to actually set in for me to get it. And if you're someone who you struggle with, maybe some codependency, maybe repeating relationship patterns, attracting the same experiences over and over again, maybe you get anxiously attached. Maybe you feel like when you get into a relationship or you start dating that you get so wrapped up and so consumed into the man that you have a hard time figuring out, can you balance you know, work and relationships? Can you have your own life and enjoy your life and have a relationship? Maybe you fear that you're going to fall off or that you're not going to be able to progress in life and towards your goals if you are married or if you have a partner because you have a history of abandoning yourself and self-abandonment. If that's you, or maybe you have a deep fear of getting hurt. So you attach and you get really focused on the man and him showing up and him not wasting your time and getting him to commit and getting him to create more security and getting him to see your value and getting him to respect you and getting him to do more. And you find yourself focused on him. Everything's about him, his life, his friends, his goals, his needs, his wants, you know, how can you get him to value more, to see you more, to treat you better, to commit to you? How can you get security for him, from him? How can you get him to create more? Like everything's about him. If that is you, and that's something that you struggle with, first, I want to say that it's okay. That's normal and it's okay. 
I used to struggle with that. I see it all the time in coaching. This is one of the biggest challenges that many of the women that I work with have to learn to overcome in order to create a healthy relationship dynamic and in order to attract a healthy relationship and the type of commitment that they actually want. Because if you struggle with this, you have a tendency to abandon yourself and to put your love lens intensely focused on the man. You are allowing your subconscious fears, your subconscious beliefs to cause you to show up from a place of trying to control the outcome. You're trying to control the outcome. You're trying to control the process and you're trying to control him. And when you're in this energy and you show up this way, one, you're leading with fear. So you're going to create more anxiety. You're going to have all these different stories and narratives going off in your head all the time, reading really deeply into every interaction, into every little bit of space that's created. You're going to be looking for any brief change of pattern to indicate that you're going to be abandoned, you're going to be left, or that he doesn't want you, he doesn't value you, he doesn't respect you, he's not going to commit to you, he's wasting your time. You're going to cling on to those narratives. And when you're in that space, you're naturally going to lower your pedestal because you're going to be so intensely focused on the man. Your love lens is focused in on him that you show up controlling without you realizing it. I think a lot of us women, like we struggle with control and not realizing what control looks like from a woman's lens. We're so used to seeing it from the man's lens. And that's usually what's talked about in relationships in society is a man's very abrasive and um, dominant um, energy when it comes to controlling a woman. But how we show up in control as a woman is allowing our fears to make us emotionally unavailable, to try to control the outcome, to try to control the man, make us become needy. And all of this lowers our pedestal and makes us just less attractive in the relationship less attractive as a partner and less attractive to the man that you want to commit to you. And for some of you, this is probably the only thing that's stopping you from having the type of love and relationship that you want. It's not that you're not desirable. It's not that you don't meet men. It's not that you can't move through the courtship process because you probably find yourself in a lot of situationships or a lot of gray areas or a lot of hot, cold, start, stop relationships. And this is probably the number one, if not the only issue that you actually have to transform and to change. So you have to change this pattern of behavior when it comes to your relationships, because this is creating a dynamic that's the opposite of what you actually want. When you're showing up controlling and needy and anxious and allowing fear to drive your relationships and to lead the process. When you're showing up that way, then you're trying to control him. You're all your energy and focus is on the man. So this behavior, it causes drama. It causes conflict. It pushes the man away. It causes you to prematurely end relationships that could be promising. It causes you to cling on to relationships that are not promising because you're so focused on trying to get him to do something that you're ignoring what the relationship actually is. So 
We wanna stop focusing so much on the man and take that lens and focus it back on you. You really want to learn to make yourself a priority. And I know for so many of my women, especially my high achievers that are so used to self-abandoning and so used to achieving and doing and proving and earning. And even for those with the love me pattern, I mean, this can go for all the patterns, but I'm specifically speaking to these two right now. The love me's, they tend to self-abandon and to uh, look at themselves as a burden in a lot of relationships. If you don't know your love loop pattern, go watch the free mini course. The link is in the show notes. It's a free course on the eight sabotaging relationship patterns that I discovered from my years of matchmaking and relationship coaching. Go watch that, figure out what your patterns are so that you understand where you can start changing them and making these shifts and what exactly you need to do for your specific pattern types. But for those specifically that have the love me, the toxic, the sexual, or the trophy pattern, for this particular group, they tend to lean more anxious. Now, avoiders may show up in this, adapters may show up in this a little bit as well, but I'm really focusing on those four. doesn't mean that you don't have these tendencies if you are any of the other patterns, but specifically for these four, um, is those who have this as a primary or your like secondary pattern type, which you're going to have a combination. But if, especially if you have any of these for your primary type, if you're in that group of the sexual, the trophy, the love me, or the toxic you have struggles with self-abandoning and not putting the lens on you. Avoiders and vulnerable vixens and two goods tend to be a little bit better in this area. Um, Some of them can still struggle, but they tend to be a little bit better in the area of focusing on them. I would put adapters in the first group as well, but you have to learn to focus your lens on you. You have to learn to get back on your throne as we talk about all the time in CCC and in coaching. You have to focus on getting back on your throne and focus on who you need to become. So I want you to start thinking about as a woman, as a lover, as a wife, (laughs) as a queen, who do you want to be in your love life? What type of woman do you want to be? When you think about being on your throne, when you think about being in your captivating queen energy, when you think about the absolute best, most attractive, most desirable, most leveled up version of you. I want you to start responding, communicating, and connecting from that energy. I want you to sit with her, spend time with her, journal to her, meditate on her, spend time creating a lifestyle for her so that you are stepping into that version of you and creating new patterns, new thoughts, and new beliefs that align with that version of you. I don't want you to do this from an egotistical place or from a place of arrogance or from a place of being self-centered in a toxic way, but you do want to do it in a way where you are treating yourself as a priority, where you are rebuilding a relationship with yourself and teaching yourself what it feels like to be a priority because you know how to make yourself a priority first. You know how to create a captivating life, how to be on your throne, how to be in your captivating queen energy so that you naturally create a space in relationships that makes you more attractive and that creates a space for a man to show up. You need space in order for the man to come to you. You have to remain on your throne. You have to be able to allow him to come towards you. 
whenever you come off of your throne, whenever you're chasing, whenever you're pursuing, whenever you're in an anxious energy, you are leaning in towards him and you're closing the space and doing the work for him. And that's not what you actually want as a woman. What you actually want is for the man to come to you. The only way that he can come to you is if you create the space for him to come towards you. So you need to be on your throne, focus so much on your captivating life, on your captivating queen energy, so that you create the space and the connection that makes you feel whole and worthy, that makes you feel more desirable and attractive, and the man will reflect that back. He's naturally going to be a mirror for how you show up for yourself. You're projecting that onto him, that you're a queen, you're on your throne, you're living your captivating life, and he's going to see that, and he's going to reflect it back. In the same way, when you feel fearful and doubtful and anxious and insecure, he's going to see that and he's going to reflect those things back to you. This is the work that we do, especially when you first come to coaching. We talk about phase one and the first 30 days. When you first come into coaching, you're trying to work through the first like four to six weeks of courtship or you're trying to get through that over that first hump and you're experiencing a lot of low value feelings and beliefs and fears and doubts about your love life, about your desirability, about there being men available for you. When you have a lot of that stuff clogging up your brain and you're not coming from a place of pure connection, what happens is you attract a lot of men back to you who are going to trigger you, who are going to bring out your shadows, who are going to sh make your wounds very apparent. You're going to attract a lot of men. They're going to reflect back things that you say to yourself or beliefs that you have about yourself. And these things are going to come up because you're not doing the inner work. And that's the energy that you are showing up with. So you reflect it back out. And then the men are just mirroring it back to you. That's why I always tell women in coaching in the first when they're working through their wounds and they're working through that, I can always tell where they are in their love life because of the type of men and the type of experiences, or sometimes it's their family relationships too. But what's being reflected back to them about their love life is always a mirror projection of how they think of themselves and how they think of their love life. So everyone else is just mirroring it back to them. And that's what's going to show up. Once you get over that hump, you'll see less of that. You'll see less men triggering you. You'll have less men mirroring back to you some of the low value beliefs or feelings that you have about yourself or about relationships or your desirability or your ability to have commitment. You'll have less of that reflected back to you because you are no longer reflecting it back. It, it's really amazing how it works. And I see it all the time in coaching, but it's not always easy to just transform and get over that because you do have old beliefs and triggers and shadows and wounds and trust issues and things that are clogging up your subconscious mind and clogging up your actions and your emotions that's causing you to show up in a way that's not going to create the type of relationship and the type of outcome that you want. When you're operating from your love loop patterns, and again, if you don't know your patterns, go get the free mini course. The link is in the show notes. There's no reason if you listen to this podcast that you haven't already gotten a free mini course, go watch the free mini course and share it with a friend, invite your friends, let women in on this. They need to know it, it, we're not going to be the best kept secret in 2024. Let other women know what you're working on so that they can grow too. The more we level up and grow as women and as a community, the better relationships get set as a whole. It starts with you, you spreading the vibe. Okay. But when you're showing up in these love loop patterns and you're allowing them to dictate and run your love life for you, you're going to allow anxiety and fear and triggers and wounds and old beliefs 
determine the outcome. You're going to allow these old stories and these old narratives, whether they're from your childhood or your early relationships or things that you've observed and witnessed from other people that actually is not about you. You're going to let those narratives run your love life and you have every ability and all the power to change your circumstances and to change your love life. It is totally within your control. I don't care if you've never been married. I don't care if you've been married 10 times. I don't care if you are a single mom, if you feel like you're overweight. I don't care if you have any any beliefs around colorism, around your religion, around your desire. But like, I don't care. I don't care if you're telling yourself, oh, you can't because you don't make enough money or you're not smart enough or you don't have your career or whatever your stuff is, you can change. Not only can you change the the situation that you're in by redesigning your captivating life, but you can change those beliefs, create a different story that allows you to take actions. I have to encourage you to continue to understand how your body, how your mind works, okay? Your everything starts with your beliefs. The beliefs that you have trigger emotions, those emotions trigger actions, those actions create your outcome. So if you have a lot of negative, low-value, wounded beliefs about yourself, about relationships, about men, about the inevitability of you attracting a partner about your ability to have commitment about your desirability about men being available or having available options whatever those beliefs are when you have those low value beliefs and you're off of your throne and you're not living your captivating life and you're focused so much on changing the man and you're not focused on changing yourself and who you need to be in your love life you're going to allow those beliefs to create negative emotions and feelings inside of you, right? Fears, doubts, anxiety, distrust, all of those things. You're going to then act off of those emotions. And then those, um, those actions are going to manifest in creating the type of outcome in your love life. So that may manifest into a argument, into asking questions that's going to trigger the, the other person in running away from the relationship and spying on the person and lying on the person, like whatever the things are, right? Trying to control the person, trying to control the outcome. It's all from your beliefs. So here's what I want you to do instead. The first thing that I want you to do, of course, join CCC. <laughs> Come become a member of the CCC community or become a coaching client. But either way, the first thing that you need to do is work on your wounds. Now, if you have access to the CCC program and our six-step proven process, then the first thing you want to do is work through the wounds module. So you want to go ahead and actually do the work. Don't just listen to the videos, do the exercises as well. It's really, really important. I was so happy for a member of the CCC uh, coaching community for uh, the past few months she's been in coaching, she's been really avoiding doing the inner work. She shows up to calls every single week. She posts in a community here and there. She has been trying to meet men. She has met someone. Um, you know, she listens to the videos, but she was skipping some of the deeper inner work exercises 
and not really allowing herself to really be present. And that is something that's very common because it can make people uncomfortable. They can think, why do I have to do this inner work? They can think, um, you know, it's going to be scary or they're afraid what's going to come up. It can be very triggering to have to look at yourself because it requires some level of accountability and that can be uncomfortable, but it doesn't have to. And once you get on the other side of that, you're going to have so much clarity. You're going to feel so much more confident, so much better about yourself and so much more capable of having the type of relationship that you want. So do the inner work, work through the wounds module, do everything, skip nothing. Everything is in there for a reason. I put together this process over being in the relationship industry for almost a decade now. I have helped lots of women attract their partners to get married. I know this process, so just follow it, okay? But you're going to work through the modules and actually do the work. You want to get clear on your beliefs, your triggers, your trust issues. What is the story that you're creating that's setting you up for failure and disappointment in your love life? Now, if you're not in CCC, you can still work on this on your own. You can still figure this out on your own, but you need to get clear on what are the beliefs? What are the triggers? What are the trust issues? What are the wounds that are coming up? What are the patterns that's coming up that's causing you to create a story? And what are those stories that you have about yourself, about your love life, about men that is setting you up for failure? Number two, the second thing that you want to do is get coached on those beliefs. Now, of course, if you're in CCC, whether you're a community member or a coaching member, you have access to support. You can post in the peer support community. You can submit anonymous, anonymously to the code, which is the coaching forum submission board. You can submit a question there and get coached there. Please make sure that if you are submitting a question to the code that you're actually replying back to the questions and continue so that you're getting the coaching that you need. Don't just post a question and then never come back to it, okay? But post a question, submit a question to the code so that you can get written coaching. That's our anonymous coaching forum board. You can post a question in the peer support community to get support from your peers. Um, I'm in there as well so that you can get coached through whatever you're going through, your aha moments, your clarity. It's a big thing. Um, And then you can also come to live coaching calls and either you're going to get coached by asking a question or you're going to get coached through another woman, meaning you're going to listen to the other women getting coached or you listen to the replay podcast, uh, our private student podcast. You're going to listen to the private student podcast or you're going to show up to live coaching calls and either you're going to ask a question or you're going to listen to other women ask questions and get coached through them. But bring your question so that you're cleaning up your thoughts so that you are able to create a connection with a man and create a connection with yourself when it comes to your love life from a very pure place, okay? And then the last thing that you want to do is get very clear on designing, embodying, and creating your captivating life. You want to get clear on how can you better embody captivating queen energy? Where do you need to align with your authentic values and start showing up for yourself more in those areas? Where have you been self-abandoning? And who do you need to become on a deeper level? When you think about the woman that you want to be, when you think about your future partner, your love life, you as a wife, whatever that is, the type of woman that you want to be, that best, highest version of yourself, how does she respond to the man that she loves, the man that she's committed to? 
Who is she? What does her life look like? What type of woman is she in relationship? You have to think about that and start learning to connect with her and show up as her. You're going to take baby steps. It's not an overnight transformation. It could take you weeks. It could take you months. It could take you years to fully embody this energy. This is a reality. It doesn't matter. If you're in CCC, you have lifetime access to the community and to the portal. So you have time. We're not trying to make it years. But this is a process, so it's creating new patterns, which means you have to keep showing up and showing up and showing up over time. It's not a one-time quick fix. You have to start looking at it as, I am changing my life and I'm changing my relationship with myself. I'm creating my captivating life and I'm creating the type of love and relationship that I deserve, which means you have to step into the energy of deserving this, okay? So, You're not focused on changing him. You are solely focused on changing yourself, changing the woman that you currently are and those old beliefs, those old wounds, those old triggers, those old shadows and changing who you want to be in relationship, leveling up, designing your captivating life, stepping into your captivating queen energy, showing up differently in relations when it comes to your communication, your emotional availability, your connection, how you make courtship decisions, how you make relationship decisions, being in a healthier space with yourself. So this doesn't matter if it's a new man, if it's a man that you're currently seeing, or if it's an ex that you're trying to get back with, it doesn't really matter. You want to learn how to be in relationship. You need to learn how to create healthy relationships and to take the lens off of the man, stop trying to change him, stop trying to control the outcome and focus on changing yourself. Focus on forming a really healthy and pure relationship with yourself first. You get to decide the type of woman you want to be in your love life. You get to decide to be on your throne, to be on that pedestal, to be the captivating queen that you are. And if you don't know how to be her right now, you have a hard time with this, it's okay. You practice this. It's a practice every single day, but you have to learn how to heal those wounds, how to get coached on it, allow yourself to be supported, allow yourself to be vulnerable and say, hey, I don't have all the answers. I need help with this. I'm struggling with this. He just said this. I'm feeling triggered. Coach me through this before I react, (laughs) right? You need to be willing to show up and to say that and to do that and to release the reins of having to have it all together because it's not working. Okay. So bring that stuff to coaching, come get coached on it, and then really truly focus on living your captivating life, especially while in relationship. Very, very important. So if you need help with this, go ahead and uh, you can book a consultation. You can go to captivatingcourtship.com slash coaching and book a consultation. It's a 60 minute call. We're going to get call. We're going to get very clear on where you want to be in your love life in the next 12 months what's going on in your love life right now, what's working for you and what's not. And then what steps do you need to take in order to turn it around and what blocks are holding you back? So we're going to get clear on those things. And then once we get clear on those things, we can talk about what the next steps are for you. What would be the next option for you? And if joining CCC is a good option for you, even if it's not a good option for you, that's perfectly okay. But you want to give yourself the gift and the opportunity of clarity and at least stepping into the future and the love that you deserve. So book your 
free 60 minute consultation. I would love to speak with you. I would love to meet you. If you've been listening to the podcast for some time and we haven't had a chance to actually have a face-to-face in-person interaction, book a consultation. I would like to get to know you. I would like to learn more about you and if I can help you. Uh, you can also go to the Love Loops mini course in the link below in the show notes. Watch a free mini course. Start there if you're not sure where to start. Um, I would also advise you to um, do the clarity exercise. I actually have to move that over. So I'm going to try to do that this week. But you want to get the Love Loops roadmap. You want to do the Love Loops mini course and start there so you can get clear on your patterns. But I would love to have you as a member of the Captivating Courtship Code, whether you are a community member, a lifetime community member, or if you're a coaching client and you are able to attend coaching calls and uh, attend the Captivating Weekend virtual events. It doesn't really matter what tier you show up in, what tier you decide to join with most matters and what's most important is that you get the help and the support that you need and that you have the tools that are necessary for you to make long-term change. Even when you're married, even when you're in partnership, you still are going to have to work on these things. So it'll never be a bad investment or a bad decision to join the CCC community. We have an intimate community of high achieving women who are attracting their partners, who are transforming their love life, who are healing their patterns. And it's an intimate environment and having the luxury and the privilege of having a safe space, especially as a high achiever, because you're so used to being the strong friend. You're so used to being the one that everyone leans on. Having a safe space where you can just be honest and be you and not have to have it so perfect in your love life is truly transformative and I'm sure it's exactly what you need right now. So book a consultation. I would love to speak with you. Can't wait to speak with you. And I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Happy New Year. Hey, beautiful. If you are listening to this podcast episode, I know you are the perfect woman to book a free 30-minute captivating session. Now on this relationship clarity call, we're going to dive in and get really clear on where you currently are in your love life, where you want your love life to be in the next 12 months, and what exactly is blocking that from happening. And you're going to walk away with not only some clarity on what's currently going on, but you'll also have some insight on what are the next steps for you to take. Now, this is going to be the perfect call for you if you are a woman who values personal growth and development. Maybe you've already invested in counseling or books or trying to understand exactly what you need to do with your love life, but now you're ready to learn how to take the next steps. This is also going to be a great call for you if you're a woman who's already tried online dating or meeting men through friends and referrals and that hasn't quite been working and you're ready for a proven solution that gets you results. This is also going to be a great call for you if you're a woman who's coachable and accountable and you desire some help and some input on knowing what steps to take and you're ready to take action. If that sounds like you, then go ahead to captivatingcourtship.com slash apply and book your free 30 minute captivating session and I'll be speaking with you soon.